Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 205 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Oh, my goodness. We have such a wonderful guest with us this week, uh, one that I cannot wait to get over to the interview. We are speaking with Talia Shelton. Uh, Talia is not only unique because of her amazing fantasy and mythology stories that she writes, but she is also a 13-year-old 7th grader. And I, I am just blown away with this young lady's talent and the things that we're going to discover about her and about her writing. It's so much fun. Uh, among those things, we are talking about her novel itself, which is Camp Kager Kids, and it's a story about finding and discovering yourself. We're also discussing uh, the influences that she has in Greek mythology and uh, including creating her own mythological creatures for her stories and the short stories, uh, fantasy short stories that she likes to write on the side. Uh, all that and so much more is coming up here real soon. It's a, it's a delightful interview and, uh, and Talia is just a lot of fun. She's got a fun little giggle uh, once in a while that comes out, and uh, you're going to really enjoy this. So that's coming up here in just a moment, so stay tuned for that. Uh, as for me, I am back in the saddle, so to speak, with uh, writing on Bandit 2. I uh, took some time this weekend and had a, had a really good couple of writing sprints. Uh, wrote, uh, oh gosh, another chapter or so, and I'm, I'm back in the flow. That's, that's the good thing. I'm back in the flow. You know, it's been very intermittent. I'll write for a day, and then it feels like I have a week of nothing. And then I write for another day, or maybe even two days, and then nothing. And, uh, you know, it's very intermittent. And the last, I don't know, four or five days now, I, I haven't written every day, but I have been thinking about it. Uh, I think last week I mentioned how I've had a lot of notes I've been making about Bandit 2. And uh, that's, I think, been helpful because I've been thinking a lot about it. So whenever I sat down, I just kind of let go of my conscious thought of trying to plan things and was like, you know, I know what I'm trying to say here, so let's just write, you know, because I'm, I'm at that stage now where it's like, you know what, I just want to finish the draft. Let's just get that done because you can't, you can't edit something that hasn't been written, right? <laughs> so that's where I am right now. I want to hurry up and get the draft done so I can keep going get back into it later on and start editing and fine tuning it and going from there. And, you know, my original hopes were to be done with the draft. Uh, oh gosh. Well, <laughs> I think I originally had hoped I'd be done with the draft in January, February at the latest, and then, uh, editing to try and put the, uh, first or put the, the next book out in April, which is not going to happen. So I think at this stage, if I can keep up the momentum I've got, and then, of course, if the um, editing goes well, then maybe I'm looking at uh, June. And, you know, that wouldn't be bad because all of this work is also kind of feeding into what I want to do for book three and informing what I want to do going forward. So uh, hopefully that'll help out. But it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm enjoying the direction it's going. I love hearing these characters, and, and especially the new characters that I'm introducing in this story, who are, you know, they're telling me things that I hadn't thought about 
And it's such a unique experience. Um, if you're a writer, you know what I'm talking about. But to be writing the scene and the characters are just, you know, I'm going with the flow of here's the scene and they're talking back and forth and, well, what happened here and how did that happen? And, and the characters tell me, well, this is how that happened, which leads you into a discovery of something that you hadn't thought about before. But it's that almost mystical way that your mind as a writer connects to the character and their personality and that personality comes through onto the page i hope anyway but it's certainly coming through my mind and i'm i'm i've been surprised a time or two with uh, what i'm discovering about these characters and uh, the situations that they are getting into uh speaking of bandit 2 i need to get a hold of my cover artist uh, because he actually sent me the cover art for bandit 2 a while back and i i haven't been able to respond because yeah, you know, anybody who's been following along and had a lot of uh, drama in the last uh, couple months. And so I've just kind of put everything off for a while. Uh, but I need to get back to him because the cover art for Bandit 2 looks amazing. Uh, but I'm not quite, it's not exactly what I want yet. And I'm not quite at the stage of ready to share it yet. But rest assured, as soon as I'm ready to share it, um, I will tell you where to look for it so that we can find it on social media and uh, you can see what that looks like. Um, another exciting thing is here very, very soon. Uh, well, as of this recording, which is coming out on March 15th, later that evening, I'm going to be a guest on the Back in Time podcast, uh, which I've been a longtime follower of the show. I think we started around the same time, roughly 2018. And uh, it was really cool because uh, we've been talking back and forth, and uh, they're having me come on to discuss my books, and in particularly uh, Bandit Chronicles, because that's you know an 80s throwback, and they are an 80s throwback uh, podcast. And uh, we're going to be talking about that, and we're also debating the um, sharing our own list of top five Batman movies. So if you want to hear what my favorite you know Batman movies are, and you want to hear uh, maybe some secrets about uh, Bandit, then uh, you want to make sure and tune into that. I don't know when that episode will air. And for that matter, I don't even know if this is going to be live. It may be because I think they have some episodes that are live. Uh, so you want to look them up on, uh, I think, YouTube. They have a, I know they have a channel on YouTube and maybe they do some live stuff uh, streaming there. But uh, yeah, check them out. It's the uh, Back in Time podcast. And uh, of course, once the episode is live and is, is being shared, I will share it as well. So that's very exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I am still planning on being at Reader's World in Sedalia, Missouri, April 2nd. I'm going to be there with the writing group. We're all going to be selling our books and uh, just having a good time. I don't have the times yet. Uh, still, I'm still waiting to confirm that with the uh, store on when that's taking place. But rest assured, as soon as I have that information, I will share it with you. Um, and then I am still planning to be at Planet Comic Con in Kansas City later in April. Uh, right now, tentatively, I'm looking to be there all three days. Uh, I think I've mentioned before, I won't have a booth, but I will be wandering around uh, visiting with uh, people. And right now, I'm just waiting to hear um, how many or if any panels and interviews I'll be involved in uh, with the show. So that's, that's going to be exciting. And of course, I'll let you know whenever I have more information about that. Well, before we get over the interview, I want to make sure and take a minute to thank our longtime sponsor, Scrivener. Uh, as, you, as you know, I do all of my writing there in Scrivener. 
Uh, it's amazing because I've got all of my character information, my location uh, details, you know, where this is, even pictures of it within there. Um, in fact, I've got pictures of some of the characters. If I think there's an actor that looks like this one or that, you know, character, then I have those in there for help, you know, for reference. Uh, and of course, chapter breakdowns, and I can move the chapters around. No more needing to copy and paste. You literally drag and drop and put things where they need to go to put them in the order that you want them to go into. That corkboard is amazing. Check out this advertisement and learn how you can save 20% on the regular desktop version. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about my favorite writing tool, Scrivener. Now, I know you've heard about Scrivener because their writing software has been embraced by hundreds of thousands of other writers like you and I, from the novice to best-selling novelists. The reason we all use it is because of Scrivener's core concept to bring all the writing tools you use together in a single application. And with tools like automatic backup, character maps, project goals, and let's not forget that amazing corkboard, you can see why I use Scrivener every day. As a bonus for Sample Chapter Podcast listeners, use code CHAPTER for 20% off your desktop version. Scrivener Writing Software, built by writers for writers. Okay, thank you once again to Scrivener. Uh, I also want to thank an affiliate of the show, Writer's Block Coffee. Uh, as an affiliate, that means if you click the link in the show notes for Writer's Block Coffee, I believe it's writersblockcoffee.com slash sample chapter you go in there and uh, you make an order then uh, you're going to save 10 percent on whatever you order and of course if you don't follow that link and you just go right into writer's block make sure you use the coupon code sample chapter and you get the same discount the 10 percent discount on that uh, they have three different flavors as of right now the deadline dark which is sure to keep you up at all hours as you're you know <laughs> burning that midnight oil on uh, your stories the uh, my personal favorite, the whiskey barrel aged blend, which is just fantastic, and of course their signature blend, the Writer's Block Coffee. Order one or or, or set it up on auto ship. Uh, try them all. I highly recommend it, and uh, I know you're gonna like that. So click that link in the show notes to order some, and of course as an affiliate, the show gets a little bit of something, a little bit of a kickback. Uh, that helps go towards uh, costs, production costs, and uh, paying for our website. Finally, I want to thank Pop Goes the Culture Network, home to about 10 different shows, all of them pop culture related, and uh, some fantastic shows there. The flagship show, Pop Goes the Culture Podcast, has been having a lot of fun lately doing uh, a Nicolas Cage uh, cage match. And what it is, is they are picking movies where they replace a character or an actor in that movie with Nicolas Cage and then debating on, you know, which one is best. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been really interesting to uh, to hear that. Like uh, one of them that they said was uh, having Nicolas Cage replace Kathy Bates in Misery. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, that that kind of works, you know, in one way. If you get unhinged Nicolas Cage, it kind of works, doesn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, so click that link in the show notes if you want to hop on over and check out some of those episodes. I highly recommend it. There, uh, it's a lot of fun at that on the, that podcast, and uh, so are all the other shows on the network. 
Well, hey, make sure you are following the Sample Chapter podcast on all social media. We are available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's just very easy to find at Sample Chapter Podcast. If you want to reach out to the show, you can do so by emailing me at samplechapterpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail that I could play on an upcoming episode by calling 660-851-1146. And uh, that would be fun. I got an interesting call the other day, but it didn't, I don't know what happened. It didn't record. I just got like 15 seconds of silence. So, <laughs> so if you tried to call, uh, make sure you actually leave me a message. You know, don't, don't just hang up. Leave me a message, people. Come on, give me a call. All right. Hey, without further ado, I think it's time to uh, stop what I'm doing. And uh, let's get over to our interview with dynamic 13-year-old author Talia Shelton. Hello, Sample Chapter listeners. Oh, my goodness. Today, I have a very special guest for you. Uh, we are going down to Jacksonville to introduce to you a brand new author, a 13-year-old author, by the way, in seventh grade named Talia Shelton. Talia is, has written two books so far with her first one having just come out in December called Camp Kager Kids. And it is an exciting Greek mythology-based story that I cannot wait to dive into. So, ladies and gentlemen, help me in welcoming to the show Talia Shelton. <laughs> how are you doing talia um i'm good well so now uh how long have you been writing so far um i've i've never gotten serious about writing until probably fifth grade but i've always wrote little things okay yeah what what do you like to write the most um, I most enjoy writing fantasy or short stories. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I used to do that an awful lot. I think it was actually, I think it was when I was in junior high, way back in the dark ages. Uh, I did a lot of short <laughs> stories of uh, my, my friends and I, uh, I say dark ages. I was back in the eighties when I was in junior high. And, uh, yeah, I wrote a lot of short stories of my friends and I going on adventures and, uh, we were, you know, monsters or somebody would be attacking the school and so we were going to save the school and help out all of our friends and it was a lot of fun but uh yeah much the same i didn't get serious until i was till i was older so older than 13 unfortunately so tell me about uh camp kager now where did that idea come from i really get, i got inspired by certain tv shows and books specifically mm -hmm. percy jackson that's where the greek mythology came from Oh yes, and I don't. I don't. I'm not sure how I came up with the name Kager, but I had a lot of different ideas, and Camp Kager Kids is the one that sounded right to me, so that's the one I used. Yeah, well, it's a very unique name, and it it makes it stand out. I I like that. So, and you have a uh, a Minotaur in this as your main character. Is that right? Uh, yes. Well, tell us about the Minotaur. She was born into a Minotaur family, but she she isn't one, but she's grown up her whole life thinking she was. So in my book, I created a fictional 
well, my own great mythology creature called a Pitu, which she really is. And it's a Pitu is supposed to be the most powerful um, type of creature in their in their world, but they're all hu- in human form. Oh. So they're just descendants. Okay. All right. Well, that that actually makes sense, and it's uh, that's very mythological to have it where you know they're they're in human form but they have this uh, descendant uh, line and uh, that's that's really cool that uh, you got that set up like that so what uh, and she goes through like a lot of weird situations and and so on what uh, what are one of the things that she's got to deal with one of the things happened so one of her enemies in the book is uh sebastian saw so he has it out for her and one night he drowned her it's in a in a bathroom stall <laughs> until somebody came and interrupted that so that's just one of the things happened but another another thing that happened was he pushed her downstairs oh no yeah oh my goodness so what was the hardest part about writing this book the hardest part was editing and plot holes Mm. um that was a big thing for me because I couldn't find a plot that sounded right to me so I decided to put it into the well the the whole thing that she's supposed to accomplish is finding herself and discovering herself so I decided to make it an adventure instead of mm, I made an adventure. That's just for the first book. I plan for it to be a whole series. Mm-hmm. Well, but that I, I think that's pretty cool, though, that you've got that kind of a theme where a 13 year old uh, girl in here is finding and discovering herself, which is very relatable, I think, especially at that age and, and even longer. So that's that's quite the theme you've got. Well, what uh, what was the uh, what was your favorite part of writing it? Um, my favorite part was probably the scene where they're invited to a party where they were, they were basically forced to play a game of cap, capture the flag against like highly trained serial killers. (laughs) That does sound like fun. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So what about, uh, when you were writing this, how many how many drafts did you do, and how did it change from the first draft to the uh, the finished product? It changed so much. Um, I finished my first draft. Um, it wasn't going to be about teen, well, thirteen year olds at first. It was going to be about kids in high school. Mm. So. And it was, it was a lot of stuff that was going to happen and like just your normal like troubled teens going out and doing all that stuff. But I decided to change it when I finished that draft because I felt it was a little too short and it was missing a lot. So I wrote a whole nother part to it and just matched it all up. And that's when it became a great mythology thing. Okay. Yeah. Did, did you do a lot of research to uh, prepare for this? Um, yeah, when I first started, um, 
I had to, I researched a lot of things about Greek mythology, creatures to find the right ones I want to use. Um, I searched, I searched up a lot of places and I really looked into and studied the, not necessarily the culture, but the history of Greek mythology. Oh, that's fascinating. Hearing a little bit of uh, what went into each story, the the background to it and how they came about. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. That would be interesting to learn some more about that. I'm not sure. I think my oldest daughter could probably teach me a few things, but I don't think I know too much about it, or at least I don't remember that anyway, anymore from uh, when I was in school. So in thinking about your main character, what what is the main character's name? Her name is Claw. Claw? Okay. <laughs> That's really cool. It's it's short for Claudette. That's why it's spelled the way it is. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, C-L-A-U. I got it. I like that, though, the Claw and Claudette. <laughs> well, in thinking of Claw, do you think she is somebody that you would get along with and that you could be friends with? Um, She's a little too nice and uh, too much of a she's she's too forgiving like even <laughs> through some of the stuff that Sebastian did to her she just never held a grudge against him she was too forgiving for me <laughs> all right well that's a good answer though <laughs> so what uh what was your process like? Were you just kind of writing all the time, anytime you had a moment, or did you have a specific time of day? Like, okay, I gotta get up early and start writing, or was it like late in the evenings? What uh, What was your writing process like? Um, it was definitely whenever I had time. I started the summer of twenty twenty one, and uh, I started. I think it was either the end of July or beginning of August and I had those few months to write whenever I wanted but when school started that's when I had to basically take time out of the day to write and I created this schedule or to-do list mm -hmm. to um, basically write a thousand words a day oh that's great well, yeah, I mean, if you started this last summer and uh, the book came out in December, you did really good then to put this together pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm currently writing the second and third book in the series, and well, I've I've start yeah I've started on both, but I've wrote um about six chapters of the second one, and I probably only wrote one chapter of the third one. Because I'm also writing um, a few other books that are outside the series. Oh, really? Okay. Now, are these also going to be uh, in the same vein, like the same kind of story, a Greek mythology-like, or are they something completely different? They're completely different. I have one that I just finished like writing the first chapter. It was, it's called Wind of Peril, it, and it's, it's a dystopian basically oh my goodness um and my other book it's called the winking assassin i don't know if you've ever played the game the winking assassin but that's what it's based off of but it's not supposed to be them playing the game it's 
I'm basically basically in made the game into a story. So um my two main characters are Sage and and Athalia. Mm-hmm. So um Sage has a lethal lethal wink, I guess you could say. Um but it's like by day he's um he's a he's training to be a detective right now and but he's also a assassin and thief by night so they were assigned a project basically to capture him basically him capturing himself so basically throughout this whole case he's trying to cover up everything and it's it's just crazy it sounds like it oh my gosh i you're just impressing the heck out of me i mean when I was 13, I wouldn't have known what dystopian meant. I would have thought that was like dish soap or something. I, I would not have understood that at all. So you are really impressing me with how fast you're writing and coming up with these stories and and then working on the sequels as well. So what what has been a challenging part of writing a sequel? I mean, coming up what to write in the sequels. Like in the second one, I don't want a spoiler mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't necessarily want to spoil it but it may upset some people what's happening in the <laughs> sequel right now um but the one the sequel is some well the second book in the sequel is a murder mystery and the third one is is basically an adventure again but yeah, yeah. Well, I can relate a little bit to that, but most of my books have been, all of mine have been standalone stories until uh, in October, I wrote my first series and I'm I'm almost done with the second book. And it's been a real headache having the, uh, <laughs> getting a story that continues the adventures of my characters and yet telling a new story as well. But, oh, don't forget their, what color eyes there were from the other story and then another character and like oh wait no they didn't have that before they they had this and oh yeah had to, i had, had to create <laughs> i had to create a lot of spreadsheets for to keep <laughs> yep. up with my character the appearances their whole family line all of it oh my goodness do you uh, so now you write this on uh, on word or do you do you uh, use something like scrivener i use google docs oh okay all right that's a good one to use as well so that's my wife uses that a lot she keeps trying to teach me but i'm i'm a big scrivener fan myself (laughs) so well this is excellent i am i'm so thrilled for you uh how how soon do you think your next book will be available um i plan to have the second one out by maybe sometime in the summer definitely okay well that's moving pretty fast that's that's really good that'll be at that pace you got a book every six months and that's really impressive that's faster than most authors i know that have been on the show as well so you're doing really good oh my goodness well talia this has been a delight and uh i wish you all the best uh please make sure to reach out to us and let us know whenever your next book comes available so we can help share word about it 
Well, where can where can people find and follow you so that they can learn more about uh, you and your books? Um, my my book is currently only on Amazon, but it's available in all formats. There's paperback, hardcover, and well, ebook. Yeah, and you can get it on if you have a Kindle. It's of course it's free. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, it's on Kindle Unlimited, so I'm gonna have to add that to my cart right now. So, and you know, everybody listening, I, I've talked about this in previous episodes. Another really good way to follow an author, uh, such as uh, Teen Sensation here, Talia, go on to Amazon. Just click the links in the show notes. I'm going to make sure there's a link there. So, everybody, click that link to go to her Amazon page and then follow her author page. So, that way, anytime she has a book available, a new book, then you're going to get a notice from Amazon letting you know that a new book has come available from Talia Shelton. And that'll be a good way to follow until until someday. Then you decide to get a, a website or or a other social media or whatever. So, but that's awesome that you have this available and and the uh, Kindle Unlimited. I'm I'm a big fan of Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, I I also have um, a writing account. Um, it's it's on TikTok. I mainly just post about my progress on my book and tips on how to write certain things. Oh, very cool. Well, I will have to get that link from you on uh, for your TikToks. So that way I can share that in the uh, show notes as well. Talia, thank you so much for, uh, for reaching out and for coming on the show. I've had a blast talking to you and hearing about how you've created these, uh, these amazing worlds. And I can't wait to see what comes next for you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, time for me to step aside and hand the floor over to my wonderful guest, Talia Shelton with Camp Kager Kids Runaways. Thank you for having me. The first chapter is Welcome to Camp Kager. Camp Kager is a school for kids who come from families with powers. There are six families in our world. You have the Shimmer, the Chimera family, the Siren family, the Minotaur family, the Archangel family, the Manicor family, and the Gorgon family. The Gorgons are most hated because of Medusa being a Gorgon. One thing about me, I grew up in a Minotaur family, but I don't look like any of them. Also, today is my first day at Camp Kager, and it's off to a wonderful start. I'm being sarcastic, by the way. Hey, Claw. Do I know you? Nope, but you do now. Texting Gacy, member of the Archangel family. So why don't you look like the rest of your family? I'm sure that's a very personal thing, Texting. Who are you? Brielle Bassett, member of the Manicor family. Thanks for the introduction, but you can move along now. Texine, I've heard about you, daughter of Shayu Finn, Gacy, and Cecil Gacy, most fear archangels. I wonder why you turned out like you did. What's that supposed to mean? Well, everyone knows archangels are protectors, and well, you and your parents are the opposite. You think you're better than the other kids, but you're not. While Texine and Brielle are arguing, I see these two girls on the field fighting at the corner of my eye. I can't say it's exciting to see a fight on the first day, but it's different here. Look out in the field, huh? Look out in the field. That's Pam Shaw Frost and Samantha Grace Sutcliffe. Why are they fighting on the first day? Oh, you know, just your classic Siren versus Shimmer fight. It's kind of a tradition for them to fight on the first day now that I think about it. Pam, I turn around to see Samantha Grace trying to cut me with a hunter's knife. I scoot back off the ground and run. I look back as I'm running to see Samantha Grace chasing me. I pick up my sword off the ground. Samantha Grace screams at me. Maybe the Shimmerers can claim another sign body today. The fact that you see that as an achievement disgusts me. Pam Shawcross is a member of the Siren family and 
Samantha Grace Sutcliffe is a member of the Chimera family. These two families have been at war for centuries ever since Ariel, a member of the Shimmer family, killed Lilith Ezra, a member of the Siren family. Oh, after Samantha Grace screams at me, she throws her knife. I feel her knife brush my ear. Did you just throw a knife at me? It sure looks that way, doesn't it? What, are you going to do something about it? All I can say is that the fight didn't seem that serious for it to be between two people that hate each other. Think about this moment the next time you approach me. This isn't over. I think we need to leave now. No way. I want to see this. Me too. I bet you would love to be friends. Don't flatter yourself, Texine. We need to go. Pam is going to turn. Calm down. She can't turn. Why? She hasn't learned how to yet. It's only the first day. Benjamin done, man. Calm down, Samantha. Pam, Lady Carmine is waiting for you. Who's that? That's Benjamin. That's Benjamin Donovan. His parents are some of the most powerful men, of course. Don't you just love his hair? Ugh. All right, question, but it's okay. Okay. Yeah, it's just red. Yeah, okay. I had to do something. I couldn't just let Samantha Grace Sutcliffe, a Shemra, beat me. No way. We're finishing this, Samantha. It's already finished. Counselor's office now. Ugh. We're going to finish this sooner or later. Come on. Everybody, you can get your schedule and cabin numbers in the counselor's office. I'm going to go to the office and get my schedule and cabin number. I'll come with you. Me too. Ugh. Your hatred towards me feels more like jealousy. In your dreams, Texine. If you weren't jealous, you wouldn't have any reason to hate me. Mox Texine. If you weren't jealous, you wouldn't have any reason to hate me. Can we just go? Yeah, come on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Talia Shelton reading a sample chapter from her debut novel, Camp Kager Kids. Hey, make sure you click that link in the show notes for her uh, social media, her TikTok, and uh, the Amazon page as well, where you can pick up a copy of the book. And make sure you follow her on Amazon, so that that way you know when her next book is available. Uh, While you're down there, make sure you click the links for all of our sponsors and affiliates and podcast friends alike. And hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out next time when I'm back with a new author, a new book, and an all-new sample chapter. Take care, everybody. We're going to talk to you again real, real soon.